This podcast is not meant to be informative or educational and has the potential to be completely irrelevant. This is Property Jam. Hello. Hello and welcome to this edition of Property Jam where we talk about everything the human side of property. Uh, today we have a very, very special guest. Um, you could say she's a good guest. Oh, um, very good. See what you did there. Thank you very much. Um, so from the good property company, we have uh, Susanna Cole. So Susanna, nice hello. Yes, thank you for being here. Um, would you like to tell us a little bit about who you are? And uh, yeah, over to you. Sure. Uh, so I'm sat in Bristol at the moment. It's been quite a laugh already, I have to tell you. Uh, and I've been in property for a fair amount of time now. Um, this is this is going to be my second recession that I'll be going through, which is quite oh, interesting. Oh, it's so isn't it? This is so hot for you now. <laughs> you have like a scoreboard. So like yeah. One, a tally. two. I know. Well, it is kind of every 10 years or so, isn't it? So you do actually know the steps to take, which is observe, you know, and all the rest of it. And then... Uh, pull it all together and start buying unfortunately uh, and so I've been in property for quite a while now um, I have my own portfolio I am what they might call technically financially free which I know sounds like a interesting term but I work two hours a week on my property portfolio and I run a YouTube channel because I like sharing information about YouTube, uh, about property and I've been doing it from the very beginning from the shaky camera work uh, and then I have a company in Bristol I used to run a sourcing business so we sourced 45 million quids worth of property for 30 million quid in about four and a half years 217 wow. deals well it was a run rate you know so I've sort of done enough of property you know I've raised millions of quid I've, I've raised millions for myself I've raised millions in joint ventures I've, I've done tons of flips so at one point I had 30 on the go which was also a little bit full on I have to tell you <laughs> a oh, little bit <laughs> yes <laughs> breathe yeah. you know Oh. And then that's impressive. I'm confused when we say we, we do six at a time. Yeah. <laughs> well, six is hectic. Six is full on. You know, 30 is just five times six. It is just more hectic. <laughs> well, we know, we know there's some timetables going on there. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good. So, yeah. And, and then I also do, only because somebody asked me, I do very high quality, uh, lowish numbers mentoring. And I create lots of stuff online as well for folks to download. So I like producing good quality work. I think it's probably the best answer. Um, oh, so there I you go. To, I have to tell Amazing. you something then. I've got like a little bit of a confession for you. There's one, Fess up. Fess I've, up. I've seen it. I've seen it on, I think it might've been Facebook. There's, um, it's a video of you. You're in a yellow velvet chair and you're wearing a yellow dress and you've got the, the classic pearls on that I yes. wear a lot. And in the background, it is the most gorgeous, gorgeous wallpaper with the most awesome bit of wall art. And I keep staring at it. Ah. Not in a creepy way, but I keep staring at it. So that is Cole and Sun wallpaper, which are hand screen printed. Cole yeah. and Sun do the best wall, wallpaper because they hand screen print everything. Um, and their designs are just, they're like traditional, but just off the cuff oh. every time. So have a look at Colin Sun, have a look at their flamingo wallpaper. Um, I forget what this one was, but it's got small and then large. Um, I went for the small ones. And then the wall art, they're actually lights. And that my best mate is a guy. Um, so he's like the op complete opposite me. He's real attention to detail. He's highly creative. He works at Edinburgh College of Art oh. and he made them for me. Um, so they're wall lights and then about a week ago he actually saw a similar kind of video and he went uh, 
somebody's touched that light, I can see the fingerprint on it because <laughs> brass tarnishes. Yeah, I'm like, oh, sugar. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. Yeah. That's, that's, so my that's friend not Mark. What you, said. you said you didn't say sugar. Be honest. I was just being nice for the podcast. So he, I mean, he and I both like design a lot and he lives up in Edinburgh, but, you know, we've been best mates an awfully long time now. We're, we're generally a relationship of, um, of just, just being rude to each other, you know, <laughs> where he just takes each other rude words and see who's worse it's great fun but to be fair he in the early days you know we were chatting earlier about the impact of this virus and everything in the early days when I wouldn't say I was taking enormous risks but they were still fairly sizable risks he he always likes to think of himself as the puppet puppet master pulling the strings so I'm like mile a minute and to be fair I spent a year learning before I did anything and you know I'm reasonably professional you write cash flow forecasts because if you get it wrong you know it's too big a mistake too big a car crash Mm -hmm. Um, and he would just be giving me very sage calm measured strategic (laughs) advice not that he knew property but he just was less in the fray of it. And he yeah. knew you, and he knew that yes! you know, 100 miles per hour. 100 miles an hour, yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And for, for his birthday last year, um, so very, his mum died a couple of years ago, which was just so heartbreaking. Um, and when, um, so we didn't really celebrate a big birthday. So we did like two years later. And um, so, yeah, I upgraded him. And he was just going mental, uh, you know, on the flights. Like, have you seen the cocktail bar? Have you? And I'm like, Mm-hmm. So just, <laughs> just quite shy introvert just go b- bonkers was brilliant fun oh, yeah. Amazing. Um, yeah yeah i just tell him that he's got more more properties to design so i'm buying up an apartment in barcelona at the moment like um a really nice 1920s art deco oh, so obviously lovely. i've you know with, with lots of thought and grace so i've just texted him and gone mate have you got your design ready yet i haven't actually asked him i've just yeah. said just like, <laughs> get it done just get it done yeah, yeah come on yeah you know we've got this really cool new apartment design let's go well if the design's anything like that I mean honestly I don't know what it is it's just I love the colour it's very yes. deep that colour's beautiful so yeah you need we, them stunning yeah. absolutely yeah. stunning so yeah and with the yellow dress you know when you just want to salute someone and go yeah spot on good colour <laughs> good colour palette going on there so shall yeah I, shall I tell you it's Marks and Spencer's but I'm it's telling it. you they are having a dress revival for all you ladies out there sorry about this men I'm telling you, Marks and Spencer's dress dresses are like a massive hidden secret. They are so funk awesome. at the moment. But, okay. but nobody knows. Okay. Well, they do now. I feel like we've been doing episode roulette already on, on <laughs> oh, what sorry. to wear or what not to wear. Yeah, that was an episode. We actually did a whole episode on like what did you, should, you? you didn't wear in property. So yeah, yeah. Oh, no. it's a roulette. It's a thing. I have, I have thoughts on that because when I was raising finance, and I'm sure you already had all the answers, when I was doing a lot of raising finance, presenting, you know, looking for money, looking for investors, you have to be mindful of what you're wearing. Like mm-hmm. you really do. And, and, you know, particularly being a woman, you know, um, obviously everything went up to here and sleeves went down to there. There'd be no V's, there'd be no showing anything. Although my, I, I worked with Vanish Patel for years as a mentor. Oh, Vanish, yeah. yeah. Brain the size of a planet. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh-huh. and, and he used to regularly say, because Vanish is very straight speaking, he'd be, he'd be going, not in a sexist way, although it sounds it, but he isn't. He'd just go, I know when you're looking for money because you're wearing a skirt. What he meant was, I'm, I, I always wore skirts and suit jackets when I, you know, just to be, and I, I'm surprised at how many people when they're looking for funds don't, don't just dress relatively professionally. It's quite interesting. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, we yeah, we we got into a whole topic about this. We ours, our our conversation mostly was around um, viewing properties and and ah, right. what your kind of viewing uniform is. And I, we always laugh because I had this viewing jacket. <laughs> Do orange. you? Yeah, my viewing jacket. I actually don't wear it that much anymore. But in the early days, it was like my uniform. I put it on. Yeah, because I was sort of very new to property and I, it was kind of like I was stepping into the role yes Do you know what I mean yes <laughs> and so yeah this was uh so this would have been 2015 and I was just walking around with my investor jacket on bright yes. orange yes and tangoing every estate agent I met yes so yeah yes. loads You've of pockets I hope yeah, Sorry. Loads of, loads of pockets. yeah yeah it was, it was a cool it, it even featured on Instagram because we had so many people going go on then show us in what's this bloody jacket look like and we're gonna have to bring it back out again <laughs> just as a recap go back and you're also gonna need to find that image of um Susanna in the yellow oh yeah, yeah. there you go yeah um, but um, just coming back to the, the reason we're here, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's fine. we go off on a tangent, you know, this is you know, non-educational, non-informative. Um, not meant to be helpful is, in any shape very or form. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> um, uh, we'd always ask our guests uh, the, the same question. And uh, this is, what does the human side of property mean to you? So what is the human side of property to Susanna Cole? It is multi-layered, isn't it? Because there are so many layers of relationships you have anyway. So if you were sort of like an, like an, an apple, you start from the center and go out. For me, it means that, um, so I've been, I like to call it head of household, which is a, a more polite way of saying single parent, because I'm a little bit older than you guys. And when my children were young and I was first a head of household, uh, being a single parent was quite prejudiced against you. You were very, very aware that society looked down its nose at you. Um, so I, for me, the first thing it does is it looks back at that young woman who's feeling very scared and vulnerable and wobbly, you know, with the responsibilities. I mean, I loved having a family, but the responsibilities. Um, Great word. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it means that that slightly scared young woman is really safe uh, and not just for herself but for like my you know with the pandemic my son is working out in Barcelona you know I'm, um, I'm able to support support not in a kind of um, hanging on my shirt tails he's a grafter but obviously the, you know his his salary isn't coming through so um, and when he went to college I was able to uh, buy a, a property because he went to college quite young so that he could at least be in a location that was pretty safe that was you know so it's about providing a level of safety and security for that wobbly young 26 year old who was a bit scared of of her um just the fact that there was only a plan a for her so that's quite nice that kind of inner inner work you think ah oh, it's all settled it's all great and then uh, for me i love the community i mean you know you get one or two little silly keyboard warrior trolls and you just think oh what are you doing that for um and we do have a process to deal with them we have a we have a troll spreadsheet we phone them up <laughs> no we do because yeah it is called the troll management spreadsheet wow. and we just we put their details in and i phone them up because you know people aren't normally mean once they've met the person yeah, yeah you know, or if you true. If you start to intrude on their space, not in a rude way, but just say, hey, I saw you put some comments up about maybe lovely to talk about it. They don't tend to repost because they're like, oh, it's a human being. But but if excluding a sort of silly, tiny minority, I think our, our world is really positive. Like, um, partly I think it's structural. I mean, it wouldn't be gorgeous if we all said we're just amazing people. 
you know, but but I think part of it is structure. If you think about a corporate life, there is there is a totem pole that gets smaller and smaller. Uh, the, the reward gets um, only given out to few and fewer people as you go up the totem pole. So you get all this n- corporate politicking nonsense, don't you? Which I'm sure none of us can stand. Whereas in property, like we were doing a run rate of about 50 a year, you know, give or take, like 48 to 53 deals a year. But I looked only a couple of weeks ago, there are like 6,400 properties for sale in Bristol right now. And I think I didn't, I mean, I'm sure there'd be other people who are buying more, but I didn't meet anybody else who was buying more than me. And I didn't hear of anyone else through a state agent. So I could, I could say we were definitely on the top rung of buyers. I, I don't know, you know, there might be somebody ahead of me that I just never heard about, but you tend to. So I'm not even buying 1%. I'm buying 0.75% of the properties for sale in Bristol in one year. So the chances of me saying, excuse me, mate, I want market share, it's just non-existent. So the structure of the industry then says, I am better sharing with you my knowledge. You are better sharing with me your knowledge. We both win. You know, so as much as I'd love to say it's all because we're just gorgeous humans, it's also it works in our favor as a structured industry. And I like that, that we're not fighting each other for market share. I really like that. Um, and, and then the other part for me about people is, I mean, I worked crazy hard in the early days here. So I'm not going to pretend at all, you know, and even now, I, you know, I'm there'll be days I'll do 14, 16 hours because I'm kind of into it and I want to get stuff done. But I now, my parents are in their late seventies and it's a real top priority for me. So I work 183 days a year and I don't work 182 days a year and I travel or spend time with my family. So, so far we're locked down. I've missed three. Well, I'm about to miss my third trip with my parents. You know, next week we were going to Chelsea and um, I had, I've got the, over there, I had champagne, champagne reception to take my mum to Prince Charles's garden for, you know, scones and a glass of champagne as a little treat. So for me, it's now about being able to manage my time to prioritise the people that I love very much that life is short, you know. Um, I mean, I'm a geek. My dad is a geek. He was a maths professor. So, and he's healthy, thank goodness. But, you know, two years ago, he went through his, uh, his operation manual for his will. All <laughs> oh, right. All oh, right. <laughs> oh, my, my, my parents have just done that. I've we've now got the uh, the password. Well, there's, there's some of it's password protected. We're not allowed, and yeah. the other bits. So it's all in Dropbox in a folder. Yes. We've all got. So um, they're going through all of that. They've got time and mortality, and yeah. Your parents early, know how to but... use Dropbox. My mine literally. My, my parents sorted out their lasting power of attorney for health and finances and their wills. And it's all in physical hard copy. Nothing. Oh, Dropbox. bless them. Nothing at all. Yeah, they my, just wouldn't even occur to them. Yeah. But how yeah. thoughtful of them, isn't it? To well, be not frank, really. no. oh, not because not on the Dropbox thing, but on the, how thoughtful of them. No, no, no. See, I'm not going to defend <laughs> them here. No, okay. because, um, what they, they'd buried Ooh. their head in the sand for years, and it wasn't until I got into property and I was like, "Listen, guys, you've got to start thinking about the future here." And and actually, yes. that was one of the lovely ripple effects of getting into property because oh, it gave them a rocket up their bottom to get their finances in order because it yes. felt safe because someone was helping them with it. It'd been like this. Oh, thing that's they didn't want nice. To think about. So yeah, so I don't defend them at all on that, Susanna. I really okay. don't. So yeah, no. But it was, you know, but it's that piece of mind. That's quite a human aspect, isn't it? And yes. you know, property gives you that, and and everything you're saying about having the freedom to travel. When yeah. it's that peace of mind, and that allows you to spend time as a human doing what it is you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, the stuff that you love. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think the last bit, and probably for you guys as well. 
I really like property as well. I just like in of itself. I like the creativity. I like. Hang on a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> Guys, what? can I just say it's a thing? Susanna, I say what you just said all the time in and of itself. And the boys give me so much shit telling me that it's not a thing. It's two a against, thing, boys. Two against two. In and of itself. <laughs> And you're having a daughter. Three against two. <laughs> we got it nailed. <laughs> She's on our side already. Don't even worry about it. Oh, yes. God. You just, that is the, this is the best podcast recording for that alone Susanna right. I salute you well cheers. done cheers girl we, we, we yes. talked about Joe having a headache and now she's it's gone so had, <laughs> <laughs> just like that oh so carry sorry. on sorry yeah. Yeah, where were you well just the creativity isn't it you can create you can take a really knackered old fairly unloved unlooked after house that's quite sad and make it really beautiful you can create a safe space for somebody to live you oh and, and then we must talk about the crazy people if you oh. want to talk about people we got to talk yeah. about the two percent as well yeah. but generally you take a safe space um if you create some a product if you want to call it a project that's good and high quality then you're generally going to attract good high quality tenants to live there so their behavior is going to be high quality your behavior i would hope i don't do my lettings myself i have a team in-house that does lettings you know they're cracking people so high quality behavior you know so it's a relelatively smooth pr- process you know and um and so i like all the creativity i've got a grade two star listed chapel that um i do have some issues with the management company but i'm sure we'll get there eventually but we're renovating at the moment you know and, and i'm turning some f- houses into flats this year um and then i like the kind of challenge of you know t- uh, getting planning permission so i just i've got 75 grand in from a bloke who was self isolating in a flat in bulgaria because i sold part of a garden of a property owner because i don't need the garden you know so 75 grand just landed in after lockdown you like you know so it's all this fun puzzle stuff and then there's the 2% of interesting people <laughs> and breathe so i think 2% of tenants Two percent of people. This is just my own theory, non-informative and non-helpful. Like, you know, but my own theory is two percent of people are. Should we just call them interesting? I tend to call them nutters. Um, and you will get if you do enough of them, you will get an interesting two percent of tenants, an interesting two percent of investors, just an interesting two percent of people. You know, mm-hmm. and if you yes. employ teams occasionally, you'll get an interesting two percent. You know, if you're employing enough over the years, there's your two percent. Oh. Okay, why don't we just say goodbye fast, you know, (laughs) and so then it's all about boundaries and setting some very clear, respectful boundaries that are going to be pushed against. And you just have to reinforce those boundaries because with tenants, you know, that parent, child, adult, parent, child, adult, um, it's a thing that they looked at relationship management in the 60s. And and what the tenant will occasionally try and do is push you to parent because they're the child, you're providing a home, but you're not, you're providing a contract. Mm. you're and employing people they will occasionally try and work out their non-work issues in work which i find interesting and i tend to like to look after people so i continually have to remind myself to stay in adult and not go to their parent and investors well they can you know occasionally uh yes yeah, <laughs> it'd be frustrating <laughs> but most of them are lovely you know yeah. and and that's why when i was running the deal packaging business i had a year's membership so we would charge a thousand pound for people to join our group which meant they really had to make their decision about working with us way before the houses came out and we separated out that decision making on purpose to say mm-hmm. look we're, you know we're doing roughly a run rate of 50 a year you know give or take because you can never guarantee um but you have to pay to join our group and okay it was great because it helped pay for some team members and things but 
the most important thing it did was make people just go, hang on a minute here. I got write your check. Yep, you do. Okay, I got really think about this, you know. And so we tried to get rid of tire kickers and we tried to get rid of what I call prima donnas. And a couple slipped through and, you know, they definitely gave me sleepless nights. But but generally, you know, with that membership being a year, you could always say, oh, I'm so sorry, we're fully booked next year. You know, mm-hmm. and just very gently, thank you very much, goodbye. You know, bless you. But generally, you know, 98% of people are fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree. We have not done the numbers in hours, but we've done, I, I feel like we've got more than 2%. Oh, <laughs> screening. <laughs> well, maybe it's like, a 2% that feel more than 2%. <laughs> I think that, that is the case. I think you're right. Yeah. 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 Is it it's the 80-20 rule, isn't it? But, well, yeah, it feels like it's a lot more because you're constantly dealing with yes. the problems it's yes. like a letting it's like i never really want to be a letting agent because you're generally dealing with the problems all the time oh, yes. and yes. if you're dealing with the problems well let's say that there you know there's eight to twenty rule twenty percent of tenants are going to cause eight percent of your problems um so if you're a letting agent you just you just got um every single landlord's eighty percent that you're yes. dealing with <laughs> yes so uh, that's that's not a place that i, I generally would want to be Whereas I'd much prefer to be focusing on you know, that tenant experience. Actually, yes. Niall and I have been having conversations recently about tenant experience and you know, how to improve that. And we always, we have board meetings and that's one of the first questions we ask is how can we improve the tenant experience? Interesting. Um, and uh, I, I would love to spend 80% of my time focused. Sorry. Yeah. Well, so 80% of your time focusing on tenant, tenant experience and then you never have any issues. Yes. Um, so, but some of that is actually boundary setting and some of that yeah. is saying I no longer want to do business with you mm-hmm. so we have um do you remember when the section 21 came uh, the changes last June mm-hmm. we looked at um our, the portfolio and said who whose behavior is problematic basically who just behaves like a total blot 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 you know yeah. and um we serve notice on all of those dot dot dots in advance of the uh, so we basically just self-selected out crappy behavior people now they were mm-hmm. paying their rent, all the rest of it. it. But it was, we're a private business. We can choose which customers we want to work with. There's plenty of other provision in the city. You know, they, they all got um, places to live. Um, and we, we we selected out any of the kind of, um, oh, he's a pain in the neck kind of people on purpose. Ahead mm-hmm. of it all coming in and changing. Ahead of it. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah that's, and it, it wasn't money problem. behaviors. It was yeah. it was just human behavior. Mm. No. That's, that's the biggest problem, isn't it? Because when you're in a co-living space, that is the rotten apple that's toxic yes. for everybody else within yes. that HMO. Attitude, it's yeah, it is their attitude to, in the house and how they, how they react and respond to other people and behave yes. around other people that has a huge impact because it only takes one person to do something to annoy everybody yes. else and then suddenly Get them the out. good ones start leaving. Oh, of course they do. And then you're left mm. with, um, can I tell you a very funny story against myself on this? Um, oh, yeah. But, but yeah, we, we will absolutely um, terminate an agreement to work with somebody if they behave. So we had somebody um, who moved in, passed everything, all the rest of it, and then turns out was had just been sentenced at court the next day. So they, <laughs> with a tag and da, 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 and clearly had a very troubled background. So we had some empathy around how difficult his life was. However, when he started putting bleach and bacon on one of his Muslim cohabitees. Um, yes, uh-huh. so you get oh. the gist. So we we had a Muslim, we had a gay guy, and we had somebody. You know, we had sort of every ism that you could probably get, and he was as rude to all of them as you can probably imagine. Anyway, so we were stuck with him for six months, but he actually had a foster mother. So you're quite clear that this kid had a lot of difficulty. Yeah. But mm-hmm. he still, nonetheless, doesn't belong in my space. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Bec- um, so so 
occasionally I become Sue. Now, Sue is the nice little part-time middle-aged lady. And all it is is to protect my team. Now, you know, Sue, so I'm just Sue and she's just part-time. And occasionally Sue is the lettings agency manager. Um, and it's just to try and protect my team occasionally. So I, Sue was having a chat with his lawyer because obviously we were stuck with the little bugger for six months, but we wanted him out. And so we were very prepared to refund all money and get him out. But obviously it had to be done legally. And, and clearly the kid wasn't happy there either. He was really struggling. His behavior was appalling, but he was also... He, he was unable to live on his own yet. You know, so if we take aside any legalities, really he needed a halfway house for support for him. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, so I'm like, I'm now fierce Sue and I'm like giving it, you know, this cannot happen to the tenants. That man is a Muslim. It's thoroughly unacceptable. And we've got a guy who's been getting, receiving homophobic, rah, 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 rah. the landlord this, the landlord's furious, the landlord this, right? So I diatribe to this lawyer for half an hour, just so he understands how important it is that we come to an amicable agreement for this young lad. As in, he can't live there, but obviously we can't legally kick him out. So why don't we find a place? Because, and the landlord will call the police. The landlord will get him charged. Because I could have done. And all that's going to do for this kid is getting him further down the, you know, the problem with the law. Do you know what I mean? He needs social care. Yeah. And then right at the end of this massive diatribe, the landlord, because Sue's, Sue's separate to the landlord, he says, uh, and what's your name? Uh, Susanna Koo said, ah, you're the landlord. Oh, shit. <laughs> Dots <laughs> <Not> connected. <laughs> I don't really tell lies. So I was like, oh, yes, I am. <laughs> I just have a split personality. Uh, yes. <laughs> so I learned very early on, even though you might have some empathy for the fact that this kid had a terrible childhood, this is not, you know, this is boundaries. So that's about people. This cannot exist with inside this portfolio. You can't you know, carry it, can we, you? It's no. not your job. Yeah. No. We, we very much had something similar where mm. um, we, we'd learnt the hard way. It was someone who the, the letting agent had a good feeling about who um, had the job, had the reference, but had a CCJ. Uh-oh. And, and um, obviously, we're humans. We, we, you know, if someone was in that situation and had a good excuse, you, know, you give them a chance and we gave them a chance and it was a mistake. Yeah. Um, and which is sad because I'm sure there are people out there that will need a chance and yeah. have just lost the opportunity because similarly, well, you've, you've got a lot more experience, which means that actually, yeah, if you're saying, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's, well, it is so important. We know it's so important to get those, get that tenant dynamic, right. Mm, um, yeah. But yeah, but we just never give someone that chance again, just because no. of what that one person did. And that one person wrecked the relationship in a house and, yes. and, uh, took months to get it back as well yeah. to a normal operational uh, p- property because yeah. it, it, had, it had such an impact, not just on the financial side, but just on the people that lived there um, and how they felt and how they reacted. And it just took such a long time to get it back. And it's only, it, it's only been in the past six months that it is actually operating again it's as a normal yeah. environment. Because everyone I, in that house um, has that feeling of, you know, their space being invaded by mm-hmm. someone who's yeah 
And it often yeah. then eventually they go, it's your fault, landlords, which then they move to child to a degree because they're having a really yeah. terrible time and you're the parent, it's your fault. I have definitely learned to separate charity from business. So um, there's a chap here that sells the big issue. Now it sounds daft, doesn't it? Like, um, I don't mean this yeah. in, a, in a fancy pants way, but you know, multimillionaire making friends with a homeless guy, but we're friends. We're genuinely friends. He's like, there's been a campaign to make him mayor of Bristol. The guy is, <laughs> he has some ability, inability to concentrate. So there's no way he could hold down a day job, but he does like a 12 hour shift selling the big issue. Fist bumps everybody. He's such a cool, fun, interesting, nice human being of sunny happiness well uh, um, one of my goals is to have a, a property to house him and at the moment he's housed in a van because he likes sleeping outside and he was getting beaten up and stuff although he's pretty robust and and so the first step was to have him go into a van and I'm just observing him can he stabilize can you know and then my goal would be then but I'm very much so what I intend to have and it's not yet done so this is just an intent I don't want to say it's done is have a flat obviously that's unencumbered and then I'm going to have another the flat in case he fucks up because he probably will you know mm. but 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 that is not done in a normal tenant relationship that is done because i massively appreciate this guy and his sunniness and his last 10 years of sort of third circle friendship and um you know at 49 he's already past the age of death and homelessness which is 47 so you know th- that would be quite good fun to be able to do that but, yeah. but he um but but he would not annoy any other tenants you know that so again i think property can give you an option to operate with so many different circles and so many choices but I do think you have to be quite boundaried you know so for me that will bring me joy but it will be very boundaried and it will be whereas if somebody says I can't pay the rent um, well you got 10 days and I'm 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 putting it through small claims court end of story Mm. no no deviation so very clear boundaries yeah fantastic yeah Yeah. okay so at this point in the proceedings uh, we'd normally have a game oh, of... sounds like a legal... Of, um, of, of what, sorry? <laughs> sounds like I'm in legal trouble. <laughs> These proceedings. <laughs> yes, plead. Well, you've been, we've been doing lots of legal talk. So, uh, That's yeah, true, we're sorry. A game I'm very serious. Episode roulette. Yay! So the way it's going to work, I've got all the episodes, previous episodes um, of uh, Property Jam lined up. I'm right. going to scroll through them very slowly. And then, um, so when you say stop, I'm going to select an episode. Well, I'm going to pick the episode you're going to stop on. And then I'm going to, we'll, we want your opinion on that particular episode. So. Yes. Oh, I'm going to fail. No, you can't no, fail. You can't. you can't fail. No. It's impossible. Okay. Oops. So, so when you, whenever you're ready, say stop. Stop. Okay. Episode 25. Fear. Ooh. Oh, oh! You mean you want my opinion on what fear is? Yeah. What's okay, phew. Because I don't know your episodes by. Okay. Oh my God, fear is just to be recognised and getting gotten over in a le- relatively logical way, and still phoning your best mate and not having sleep, isn't it? Really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, this love, is fun. I love that answer. I love that. Oh, answer. okay. We'll go again then. That was fast. Let's okay, do quick. I think this is quick fire. <laughs> quick I love fire. It. This is okay. Great. Stop. Um, oh, did you stop? Oh, episode seventeen. Right then. Guilty pleasures. Oh, yes, this is good. <laughs> uh, Keep it to property, Susanna. Keep it to property. Well, I was going to say chocolate. Uh, oh, ooh, turning left on the airplane now because I'm a little bit frightened of flying. In fact, one of my Instagram people 
who was a British Airway pilot, upgraded me on my on, and I just went, "Oh my God, I love this! I'm never, never not." Thank you, Harry. He he when I, he said, "Are you flying back? I'll upgrade you." <laughs> and I'm never not flying left again. It is so good. <laughs> it is so much fun. And and yeah, so yeah, turning left on airplanes, flying first class, flying business class. You, you know, in in the Dubai people, the first class has got uh, underfloor heating in a bathroom in the airplane, just in case, darling. That's in case. Okay. Why would you not? Oh, yeah. I love it. I absolutely love it. I know it's not very environmental, but I love travel and I love, I love it. The indulgence of it. Well, yeah. you're traveling for six months of the year. So you know, well, yeah, exactly. what's the point in not enjoying yourself? And my code name for next year is Bali Villa. If it can't be done in a villa in Bali with dodgy internet, don't do it. Which has got to be about efficiency and financial freedom, hasn't it? Yes. Love yes. that. Yes. Absolutely love that. Yes. Yeah, we, we we know Bali very well. We go to Bali um once a year. Oh. Our our Bali trip I don't think is going to happen this year. No. <laughs> well, maybe you could come visit like when you come I'll, I'll at some point I'm going to rent a villa for 6 months or so. So maybe Definitely. we can meet awesome. up. Awesome. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm there. I'm there. Oh, yeah, I've got my bikini and I can see it. We're oh, bombing yeah. the swimming pool, aren't we? Yes. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm bringing the baby. Oh, yes. Yeah, baby bomb. Woo. Yeah. Uh, anyway, okay. Uh, I'm now scrolling again. Uh, stop. Okay. So, episode 20. No, sorry, episode 30. So, we recently did. Um, I'm sure you, well, you you probably saw our five days of positivity hashtag. Yeah, challenge. I like that. So this were, this is um, the episode that we did. We talked about that. So yeah, five days of positivity. Go. Okay. Uh, grateful diary uh, every day. Um, three things you're grateful for. Mm-hmm. And you will notice your mental health and your happiness level dropping if you forget to do it for a few days. Um, only having six, you're allowed 60 seconds to moan and you can borrow from the future, but then you have to pay it back. So, um, in the first week of the pandemic, I had borrowed three weeks worth of additional moaning <laughs> and I, I cannot moan for three or oh, I've, I've, I've now got back. Um, and that's a Tony Robbins thing. I don't do much reading of his, but that was good. You can only moan for 60 seconds. And the third thing is actually I've really noticed in the pandemic, I've really been aware of my circle and who, which is a boundary thing again, who stays in my circle and who do I lift very, very gently because I'm feeling very dragged back from that. So it's about very much honoring and respecting, but nonetheless saying, I don't want, I don't want this kind of atmosphere in my key circle, if you see Mm -hmm. what I mean. So I'm on three. Ah, exercise. My son was in serious lockdown in Barcelona and he's a skateboarder. They wouldn't let, you know, quite rightly in a way, they wouldn't let him out. So we were doing 100 burpees each every day and we had to show each other the time. And obviously being his mum, I couldn't not do him. I mean, I was tempted to just tell him a time, just like to BS him. But then I was like, I can't. I'm his mum. I can't tell him a lie. That's terrible. (laughs) And then the last one. Oh, just doing stuff you love. Like life is blooming short. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. 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 Just on the burpees, uh, yes. a bit of accountability. So on my Instagram account, for the last four weeks, I've been doing, um, I've been doing a, a T20, T25 workout. Oh, well done. And the, uh, the way that I'm keeping myself accountable is by posting it on Instagram story every single morning. Good for you. Um, but I do it on hyperlapse on my phone. So on your phone, yes. there's a, a, yeah, the hyperlapse feature. So I can reduce a 25-minute workout to 25 seconds. So your hundred burpees, just stick your phone up on the on the side, 
and you could do hyperlapse and say that you can just, you know, <laughs> <laughs> look like a crazy person. Yeah. <laughs> My fastest ever um, session was because on a Sunday night, I have a, 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 a virtual G&T with my lovely friend, Rachel Troughton, who's also a property investor. And I started my burpees at 20 past six and my G&T session with her is half past six on a Sunday night. So normally <laughs> I'd be like doing eight minutes, eight and a half minutes. Occasionally I was doing nine. I did seven minutes, 20 or seven minutes, 40. I was like, I'm not messing. I need this G&T. <laughs> so I don't know if that's accountability or just a carrot. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's really good. Yeah. It's accountability, isn't it? Yeah. It's all the difference. And um, talking of um, exercise, I, I saw, I've seen quite a few posts of you actually doing some major weightlifting. Like major? <laughs> yeah, like proper. <laughs> I'm just like, Jesus Christ, girl. It's amazing. Do you still do that when you can? When you can. Yeah. Because yeah. a good friend, um, so do you guys, you you know, CrossFit? So yeah, that's I, what I do. Yeah. There you get yes, yes. I really like CrossFit a lot and got into it quite early in the UK. So I used to compete and 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 I really at one point was like, what way do I want to go? You know, do I really want to go here? Because uh, you know I was already a master and I came second in the UK Masters and it's like wow. and I, I I okay this sounds really fancy but actually there weren't very many people competing. Um, I I've got the British weightlifting title one year, but wow. No, 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 you've got it. Just own it. Just like literally lord that over every single person you know. I'm surprised that's not your tagline on your, um, yes. your Instagram. It's no, like, because then I'd UK have to. Okay, Masters. Uh, <laughs> yes. yes. It sounds like you're like um, a, a champion weightlifting snooker player. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay, but then you can't lie, you see. Then you'd have to go, uh, there really was like no competition. So it was, you know. Like, hey, there was no competition because you blew them all out the water. Yeah, <laughs> oh, totally. No, no, no. <laughs> there was no competition. <laughs> I was the only entrant. See, <laughs> <laughs> so one bite of fault. <laughs> you would have turned up anyway. I'm the, sure you show up. <laughs> but my friend, it's like so. Because I'm quite little, I'm five foot two. So you have to. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. You have to be really technically competent because some of the girls are going to be a lot bigger than you. So just on a weight ratio, they're going to be able to pull more weight. So years ago, I started training and I don't know if you guys know, Sonny Webster became a really good friend of mine, still is. Um, went off to Australia to go and live with an Australian bikini model. I mean, I don't know why Sunshine and a oh, lovely girl who is also a bikini model. I mean, come on, Sonny, what's the score? But um, so I went and got coached by him when he was about 16 and, and I've just been really good friends with him ever since. Um, so I used to train with him three times a week. Now he went to the Olympics and I went to Rio to, to go and support him at the Olympics. Wow. Um, so, so really it's, he was able to coach me three times a week, which I tell you what, with all that madness of property was brilliant because mm-hmm. you've got all this stress, let's not pretend no. going on in your head and three times a week for an hour and a half, you've got this ruddy great big bar and this absolute specialist coaching your technique so you, it was amazingly helpful because you just, you, you had to think about not hurting yourself and the technique. And I think that was very helpful as well. So he just ended, you know, because he's, you know, he ended up 14th in the world. So his, his, his ability is pretty spot on. Awesome. Um, so he was my coach for years and years. Amazing. Yeah. So, so as a result, um, I was very fortunate to get great technique and I just love it. But I kind of miss him now he's gone to Australia. Although he did text me a Simon Selleck thing the other day. And, and I do, I do, we do chat regularly. He, he phoned me up at quarter to seven on a Saturday morning, two weeks ago. And I'm like, mate, what are you doing? He's like, Susan, I knew you'd be up. 
she I'll said that she was like exactly as she was nursing her little her weight belt her championship belt she's like I still got it still got that it be, hang on the one where there were no competitors yes that one yeah, yeah. that one yeah. yes yeah, so that's the truth the of the belt yeah 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 <laughs> yeah but you know he's he, and it's really fun because we're different generations he's basically the same age as my kids but He's also got a really interesting, and, and I found that really interesting. So we're, we're kind of, I used to, uh, and I'm going to use the negative word, pejorative word, nag, which is a female pejorative word, um, but I did used to nag him because he's like all bling bling with his BMWs and all the rest of it, right? I'm the bloody multimillionaire coming in with a shitty old car, but millions <laughs> of pounds worth of property. So I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing, Sonny? Get that Gucci belt off. That's 350 quid. Buy yourself a house. So I'd like nip his head that way. And then he'd be like nipping his head going, Suze, how many houses do you actually need? Come on, live a life. And I'm like, not yet, not yet. So I was like massive delayed gratification and so we kind of met in the middle so now he's got property has he yeah of course he has good on him hang about with me too long but we still (laughs) nip each other do you know what I mean like I was texting him a month ago going mate how much money are you making because I'm quite frank and how much are you putting aside you need to be buying property you know and he'll be like and now that he sees me traveling I mean that is largely his influence to go Suze come on you know he literally looked up the FA and just went buy it and you're like okay <laughs> and I need couple- someone like that in my life who just says, "Here's the airfare. Buy it. Go. Come. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah that's great. Well, but but well, it's well, that well. combo, isn't it? Of yeah. it's two different generations, isn't it? Anyway. But also, I mean, he's a massive grafter and a brilliant human being, and I like him very much as a friend. But so we, so I would be like the parent while he was doing property. He would be the coach, and then we were adult to adult. You know, so we'd really fun relationship and still do. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. I love it. That's actually how we ended up in, in Bali, wasn't it? The first time, Niall, I yeah, said, here's the airfare, buy it. Oh, yeah. see? For a business trip. We're actually over a bottle of champagne. Over a bottle of champagne. <laughs> we, had a, we had a really shitty month. It was right. one of those months where just anything and everything that could go wrong was went wrong. You. Yes. So when we got to the end of the month, we just thought we're going to have a bottle of champagne and things had settled down and come back to normal again. Yes. So we wanted to celebrate the success like you had mentioned. Oh, well done. Um, so after a couple of glasses of champagne, then I was more susceptible to accept the trip to Bali. <laughs> <laughs> How soon after drinking did you go? Sorry, sorry. Jim. About two weeks, three or four weeks. Yeah, it was quick. Yeah. It was quick, yeah. I'm sure yeah. I caught the tail end of that conversation. You did. It was in, you did. It, it was in the yeah. park inn. The it was in the park inn. And it I remember was. walking in and you two were just slightly happy with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think I, I ended up drinking most of that champagne you didn't like it. Yeah, I didn't like it so much, no. Fussy bitch. But the right move, because isn't it interesting, like on the one hand, you can really succeed in properties through this delayed gratification, you, you know, and, and like I would be going to do talks and stuff and, and like I don't, care, you know, I just don't put a front on, but even I was kind of looking at my car going, Oh, I really shouldn't even park this car in the, you know, in the, in the hotel car park, because if anybody, because I had all the experience and the knowledge and everything was completely true. But if anyone sees me getting out of this car, first off, I'd kind of don't care about cars. Secondly, I'm too busy to buy another car. And third, I want to spend all my money on property. They're just not going to take anything I'm then going to tell them that will be useful to them. So mm. even I, by the time I started parking my car not in the hotel car park, even I realized that maybe delayed gratification needed to be just chilled out a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah yes. I totally agree. Yeah. Yes. So I think you're right. Celebrate. Because I think yeah. if you get into the groove of 
being a property investor, so much of it, so much of your success is about delayed gratification. Yes. And there just has to be a point, not too soon, Scottish Presbyterian here, but not too soon, but there's got to be a point where you just go, do you know what, what are we doing this for? We're, yeah. we're only alive once. Yeah. But yeah. not too early because you've got to reinvest until, until, until it's self-cascading. It's an yeah. interesting balance, isn't it? Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. Very much. Yeah. I think some people celebrate perhaps a little bit too much. <laughs> yes, that would be the least car thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when are you going to Bali again? Well, it was we had it booked in. We were going to go in October, October. originally, but no, September. Sorry, it was October last year. September this year. Um, yeah. so it's that's not going to happen. No. So it'll probably be maybe September, October next year. Who knows? Does that not mean that you need to go twice next year? I, I was thinking that. That's I, a I good did. point. That's a yeah, good point. I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, or like for a longer period of time. They stay twice as long. <laughs> yes. Either way works. Well, right? as you say, if you can't if you, if you can't be done from a villa in Bali, it's not worth doing. There you go. And on that note, yes. I'm gonna wrap us up for this episode. Thanks, I say thank you very much, Susanna, for coming on and sharing some amazing uh, tales. <laughs> Silly and stories. And stories. That's what it's all about. I absolutely loved it. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks very much for having me. It's been good fun. It's exactly what Becky said. She was like, I love these guys. They're brilliant. And she was spot on. Yay. Awesome. Amazing. So um, it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me. Yay. You got it. <laughs> jam with us on social media where you can hear more and see more on facebook search property jam podcast or you can follow us on instagram at property jam podcast or you can email us at property jam podcast at outlook.com see, see you on, on the next, next episode, episode.